What's up everybody, Rusty Man here, back again for another Game Talk podcast. And as with every week, I'm joined by Silver Wolf. G'day guys. So Wolf, let's jump into it nice and quick this week. I want to get the Destiny beta stuff. No disrespect to Destiny, but I haven't had a chance to check it out. I want to get that out of the way so we can talk some Fortnite. So take me through the Destiny beta. Destiny 2 beta, sorry. (laughs) <laughs> okay, look, um, I'm enjoying it. Um, it's it's graphically a, a really nice game. Um, the uh, way they've worked the supers now is um, pretty interesting. Now, um, there there are a few dynamics that are a little... Um, uh, troublesome? I won't say troublesome. They're just different. You know, you kind of get used to certain things working a certain way, and they're still really good. But I think it's a it's a balanced thing. Um, not only that, they've uh, changed up um, the skill tree, so to speak, as well. The the development of the character. Um, now, I'm not uh, obviously we are playing a beta, so things will change. Now, um, I've, I've gone blackout on Destiny Two, so this excuse me for some stupid questions here. Uh, uh, do the class are the classes the same? Uh no. Well, I mean, apart from like skill wise, I mean, like, are they the same name at least? Yeah, 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 yeah. To uh, some of them are. Uh, basically, you've still got your gunslinger, say for the hunter. Okay, yep. but it's uh, secondary class, it, like it's it, um, alternate class, I suppose, is um, not the same as it was. They're, they're, it's a, a new class. Um, gives him a uh, like an electrified staff, um, zips around with that thing. It's pretty hardcore. Um, yeah, uh, the Titan still has his uh, Titan Slam. Um, you know, his, uh, his fist of panic, so to speak. Um, but at the same time, the way that it works now is really nice. Um, so the game's feel is still good? The game feels better. Okay. I, in in my opinion, I think it's because they're no longer catering to um, the old gen consoles. Yeah, we briefly covered that when we were uh, chatting, playing a bit of Fortnite yesterday, which we will yes, get to we in did. a minute. <laughs> Not to tease it or anything, but yeah, we did say that. Thanks. Uh, a lot of games are getting better, not supporting the previous gen which Indeed. is kind of my hope for the new WWE game this year because it's the first one to finally scrap the other game. So they're not trying to develop two games side by side, which yeah. end up being vastly different due to uh, the the, co- the capabilities of said console. Yeah. Well, as far as the Destiny 2 beta goes, um, they gave us uh, two two versions of um, PvP, one, version, uh, one uh, strike and the initial starter mission. Um Okay, from starter mission alone, and I know it's tough, mm-hmm. do you think it's going to have a better story than the last one? Yes. That quick, huh? Okay. Yeah. Okay. Well, that's not that's not a problem, because I feel like Destiny sort of suffered from the same thing a lot of MMOs do, where the story was there if you wanted to read stuff or pick it up from NPCs, but the actual delivery may not have been that good. I think the, the, the problem you've got with a lot of games is... Um, Storyline's great, and I'm a storyline sucker. Okay? Me too. But at the same time, if you've got people who aren't storyline suckers, and you sit there and give too much story, they won't keep playing because it is prolonged. It's it, it's frustrating for them because they don't want to sit there and listen to stuff. They just want to get in and do it. 
Yeah. You see, they want the abbreviated version. I feel I'm the other way. If you're not going to cater to me in a storyline-wise, like I'm going to have to just read bullshit, then I might as well go read a book, man. See, and do you know what? I mean, I'm on par with that. Um, I dig. I dig. Um, I love a good story, okay? It, it um, gets the blood pumping to get in and do what you've got to do next, particularly for uh, like a single-player-style mission. Yeah, it makes um, it makes all your actions and whatever the events are during the story actually have some weight to it, as opposed certainly. to this just seems exactly like the last mission we just did. What's the difference? Oh, if I read this book over here or the the quest text, which let's be honest, back back in the World of Warcraft days, I kind of turned quest text off because I never read the shit. I just mm. sort of the only thing I read was okay, go kill ten boars. Got it. Yep, yep. Which yep, which is bad because I know there's a lot of good lore when it comes to Warcraft, but again, I missed it. Yeah, well, I think there's a lot of good lore involved in Destiny too, but I think we all we miss it unless we go hunting for it. Yeah, yeah. Um, and uh, although I was happy to go hunting Grimoire, um, it wasn't one of the things that I actually I didn't then go chasing the um, the actual information on them that you get with the Grimoire. It wasn't something I was hugely interested in. You know, uh, for me, I wanted to uh, achieve points. Um, because it was something I hadn't done, and I did that, you know. Um, I, I do love myself an achievement. Yep, yep. You know, but at the same time, I achieve nothing by going to the um the the reading aspect of it just to just to read it. You know, I mean, I gain knowledge, okay, but I wanted that knowledge in the form of um gameplay. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I want it to tell me what's going on. Yeah, like, cool. like for example, and I think that's how it's going to happen with this one, though. Um, the first story mission plays fantastic. It introduces you to um, the new way the weapons work. Yep. Um, in what way do are they do they work? Like in a new way? Like in what way? Okay, so shotguns, for instance, are no longer a um, a secondary. Okay, you the way the system kind of works now is instead of having a primary, a secondary, and a heavy, you've got two primaries. Okay, following so and far. A, and a heavy, okay? And the heavy slot can be filled with um, grenade launchers, shotguns, So arg- for argument's sake, like the Gala from the first one. Yes, yes, exactly. If you consider any, almost, almost anything that was uh, secondary... Um, almost anything that was secondary. So uh, anything that someone at any stage has turned around and gone, ooh, that's OP, then basically they'd have turned around and and stuffed that into the heavy slot. Okay, so shotguns, sniper rifles, they're in there. Okay. Um, So now they all share that one slot. Um, And you, like I said, have two primary slots. And in those primary slots, you can stick in things, uh, so, uh, you know, pulse rifles, um, auto rifles, scouts, uh, sidearms, fusion rifles, that sort of thing. Um, and that's not a bad thing, okay? It, it, um, some of the guns, uh, pri- as far as primaries go, uh, some of them have elemental, which is nice. Okay. Sound, sounds good so far. Uh, so do you, you like what you've seen of Destiny 2 so far in this beta? Most definitely. I I, I uh, am hearing a lot of people saying, oh, there's not enough, there's not enough content. Um, I'm glad there is as much content as there is um, in the 
beta there is one set of armor and some weapons um for uh playing the strike and there's a uh, set of armor and some weapons that you get for playing uh, pvp okay now um they're interesting to look at they kind of give you a, an idea of what guns you can get and what have you but they leave a lot of um unanswered questions you know i mean yes you'll get bored of it quickly but before you get bored have you enjoyed it and yeah yeah i really did well that's a positive i mean i I was reading yesterday that uh this current beta is based off a build from about uh three to six months ago so they've made more uh progress on the game since brilliant and also i've read they're already modifying the game like they're they're already advanced version from what we've got uh they're already modifying that based on beta feedback good good which which is a which is a good thing to hear i hate i hate that a lot of the terms these days where they say beta like i can't uh, off the top of my head i think rainbow six had one uh, so don't don't quote me on that but i know battlefield one had one where the beta was like a week or two before game release that's yeah, that's not yeah. a fucking beta. They don't have time to change no, anything. No, that's that's a demo. Exactly. <laughs> you know? That's literally like a server test. They want to know how many yes. people are interested in it, so they have enough servers word up when it fires up. Exactly. That's, exactly. That's too late to make any changes. That's right. Look, the thing I like about betas, and I mean true betas, uh, is that um, any issues that can be identified early on through gameplay, okay, will be listened to. That's what a beta is about, okay? Yes, they test the servers, okay? But if there is glitches that happen, like, you know, it could be a simple thing like, um, you know, double jumping will cause a map glitch or something, okay? You know, but uh, that's not something that happened, by the way. But if it only happens to one in every, say, 1,000 people, it's still a glitch. Very true. I mean, uh, well, you know, to link it to our... Fortnite sort of discussion that's coming up soon is uh, like their issues with parties and their server load issues with their game that's currently like it's a beta arguably it's going into early access on Tuesday but there's issues that they're not going to be able to test for in a closed environment it's not until you throw it to the public that you can find these things and arguably find them a fuck ton quicker because you go yes. from having, say, one to 200 testers internal, and that's a big estimate in a lot of these studios. I don't yes. think Fortnite's that big, but I would assume Destiny 2 is. Uh, well, yeah, yeah. From what I from what I hear, um, I, I know of at least two dozen people, um, you know, 12 of which are clan members and, and 12 of which are just friends of friends. So, I mean... And then, you know, obviously you throw that out to the public particularly with, yeah. you know, the Fortnite opening to uh, early access soon and Destiny being open to the public. Uh, as, as we talk, Destiny 2's beta is open to the public. Mm-hmm. Uh, you've got, what, thousands of times more than you have your testers just throwing yeah. themselves into that game. And half of the people that play video games these days, it seems, are recording it or streaming it in some capacity. Mm-hmm. So there's a video somewhere of any glitch that comes out. That's right. So in a way, it's it, it's kind of helpful for a lot of these developers. Yeah, look, you know, again, I, I do. Uh, I think by making a decent beta and putting it out there and giving people the chance to really throw down on it, you know, I think it really benefits 
the developers because they get to have a look and see what's going to happen. You know, um, like I said, it may be a tiny glitch, but it may be a glitch that, you know, small closed groups won't identify, you know, because you need more people to, to really pump out and, and, and test the test the game. So um, in, in my opinion, like I says, uh, Destiny 2 is going to be a cracker of a game. Yeah, um, it looks good from what I've seen. Story mission for one was fantastic. I really enjoyed the dynamic in the strike. Um, some of the, without throwing any spoilers out there, the the strike itself that they've given you is um, it's really fun. Okay, and you of know, course they've uh, have they shown you the hub world thing now? Is that um, in the beta? No, I know it was covered no. in an interview recently. Uh, you know, because it's co- in the Destiny one, it was the tower. In this yep, one, yep. it's going to be the farm. Apparently, it's like a like a farm layout. I saw a few screenshots of it, uh, probably th- two or three weeks ago. So, I wasn't yep, sure if yep. that was in the beta. I haven't had a chance to fire it up yet. Uh, no, it's not not in the beta. Um, but it's because uh, you understand what I meant by hub world, obviously. Yes, yes, totally. Um, yeah, you just mean the gathering point, the the hub world. Yeah, exactly. You know? It's a hub yeah. world. I mean, there's <laughs> no is, other way yeah. to put it, man. <laughs> well, like I said, you know, it's it's one of those things. I I know what you understand. Uh, I know what you mean. But uh, for anyone who didn't know, it's the gathering point. But yeah, look, uh, like I says, um, Destiny. Looking forward to the game. It's it's really good. I'm um, happy with what it's shown. Um, we only have access to so many skills um, as far as character development goes. Um, but I'm I'm excited to keep playing. I really am. Okay, well, uh, I, I caught a stream the other day uh, from a group I watch on YouTube. They were streaming it with like four different cameras set up, so like you could switch between who you watch, who you were watching. But the yep. chat overall was like a group chat thing, and uh, yeah, overall negative feedback from the public from what I was seeing. I don't know really? why they're all like this game looks like shit. Uh, Did one, they have one the big issue, boy pants on? One issue they've already adjusted, apparently, due to the beta, was grenades don't have enough of a punch in them. Look. Which the devs have said they've already fixed. The thing with the grenades, okay, you gotta you got to realise one of the things that they've changed, right, is by holding the grenade button, okay, it uses a fraction of your super and it charges your grenade, increasing the damage it does. Okay. Okay. Um, increases its size. It, it basically changes the way the, the the dynamic of the grenade, which is nice. It's really nice. Now, I only, um, only mention this stuff sort of to play devil's advocate here. Hey, look, there's nothing wrong with that. I think to, to, to think that there's only one opinion on any game is ridiculous. There are so many gamers. Yeah, and I'm you basing know, this again on, on like secondhand opinion because, as I said, I haven't had a chance to play it. I just managed to watch... Probably about, honestly, 10 minutes of a stream while I was having lunch the other day. Yeah, yeah. Fair enough. Well, like I says, I mean, you've got to see where I come from. I managed to play Destiny all the way through. I didn't put it down. Till like two um, weeks ago, right? Till you like guys, two weeks ago. Yeah, you guys yeah. have decided to sort of... Now, was it discussed? Because you were saying last week you've, sort of, you've all sort of gone your own separate ways. Was that a discussed thing? Or was it sort of, it's just sort of happened naturally where everyone sort of at the same time put it down for a few weeks? Uh, waiting for uh, two to come out. Well, it's it was something we we kind of discussed. Actually, it was one of those things where we said, "Okay, guys, has everyone got what they need before 
you know, 1st of August. Like, has everyone got everything? Yeah, the snapshot um, point at 1st uh, of August there. Yeah, yeah. So we sort of sat down and said, does everyone have everything they need? Do, do we need to do anything else? Um, you know, there was a couple of things that needed doing, a couple of raids uh, for one of the guys. Um, so we all got on, uh, smashed out a few raids for him. Um, and uh, when it was done, we all just sort of sat back and went, you know what, that was really fun. But, okay. like a uh, but good, it's, uh, it's like getting the old band back together, mate. Sort of, yeah, you know, it, but it, it was also one of the things where we've turned around and gone, but you know what, it was fun because we'd taken a week of break and it, it sort of became something that we were doing every night because it, we had enough people, we were just pushing it out, pushing it out. Expectation, um, like you, you were expected to be there that night, not more of a desire to do it every night, it was more a habit. Yeah, yeah. But at the same time, it's still such a great game that we were still having fun, but we were all so... Um, Burnt out? No, no. It sort of... We were all at the point where we knew exactly what jobs to do. We didn't need to discuss it. Yep. Um, we actually had a LFG join up a couple of weeks back. and um, You hate the LFG, mate. You hate the unwashed masses. I do hate the unwashed masses. But uh, this guy um, actually ended up, we, we invited him to the clan in the end. Um, he, uh, we ran him through and he said, I have never run with a group like you guys. You, you guys didn't even talk about what you were doing. Okay, we were all just, we're so used to doing it and, we're, and, and we've been able to five-man most of everything. So even with an, one LFG, we're fine. You know, but this guy's like, I, I kind of just had to go off what you guys were doing to figure out what I needed to do. Which is kind of the uh, the humorous thing about uh, developer videos, unfortunately. When they're displaying these games with your division and stuff, for example, springs to mind. Where they have the teams going, okay, I'll, get, I'll, I'll take high, you take low, this, that, and the other thing. When in reality is, if you're a good enough team that's done it often enough, you're probably more likely to be playing Fuck, Marry, or Kill than actually talking about what what's actually going on. Yeah, and that's pretty much what we were doing. Um, and we got to the end of the raid, and we were talking with this guy, and we realised that, you know what? Okay, we've just had an lfg come through, run with us. Who you we would have carried a bit, for sure. But that's the thing. We didn't, okay? We literally didn't carry him. He was able to hold his own. He wasn't top, he wasn't bottom. But because we didn't actually say anything about what he was to do, we went from one like from one stage to the other, and there was no problems at all in there anywhere. And we were all just talking like we normally do. Okay, we thought to ourselves, okay, here's an LFGer who can pay attention, use his head, and doesn't need a handhold. Which, let's be honest, you know? is is pretty rare on the uh, aforementioned unwashed masses. A lot of them are completely unsure on what to do they're either going to ask too many questions or they're going to get in the way i know right and do you know what i don't mind people um we had a we had a rule in the clan which is if you haven't done something okay let us know and we'll, we'll get you out there you know you have to do everything once um holding a relic using the sword that sort of thing okay it's it's one of those things if you happen to be beside the person holding the relic and that person dies you need to be able to pick it up and know what you're doing yeah i can understand that because that's, that's the phase of whatever uh, thing you're doing 
that's it. But now, in that, in saying that, we we're not like hardcore gamers. We You're don't not care militant if you about die. it. No, we're not militant about it. But what we do want is everyone to actually have some experience at everything. You know, so we we let this guy join the the clan because he had an idea of what was needed. He didn't need us to hold his hand. It's just uh, a really cruisy uh, LFG. You know, it, it just doesn't happen. It's like finding a freaking uh, goose that lays golden eggs. You know what I mean? It's the hell. Yeah, it's pretty rare. I mean, it's it's much like to link it to real world things is for me when they bring in new people, the rareness of common sense when I'm trying to teach Boy. someone and the ability to remember instructions day to day, yeah. it's yeah, yeah. Yeah, that shit is rare as hen's teeth, bro. It is. It is. You know, and, but it's it's nice to know, like, it's good to have someone who uh, learns, you know. You need You can turn around and say, this is how we You do, but so many people don't. Yeah, it, dri- you know, it drives me nuts. Particularly if there's if there's just like one LFG or in a in a clan group, okay, they generally just cruise along happy for a carry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which is what I sort of suggested may have happened here, and you said that was not the case. I know, right? I mean, it's because uh, we were running uh, Kings Fall. Okay, now Kings Fall, uh, we we predominantly do challenge modes for everything, almost. Okay, um, just because it's easier it keeps you in practice and things just roll well in a way you've got to look at this looking for group guy as well as a way that it 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 sort of keeps you guys fresh because yeah you've sort of fall into your natural habits but now you've got a guy that you're sort of occasionally glancing across at you're sort of reassessing how you're doing it so it's a way to lay it's almost like having someone sitting on your class that you're teaching yeah and not in a bad way no, definitely not. And like I said, we had we uh, had a chat with him, invited him to the clan, uh, and he's uh, now a, a active member. Um, and although we play different games, we're almost all on the headset, chatting away, playing different games. You know, um, it's just that's just the way we work. Yep. You know, and to find a clan that works together like that's brilliant. You know, but uh, I think. Destiny being pretty much uh, covered as it is, I'll just put it out there. Destiny two, personal opinion, fantastic. Only, only uh, getting more and more excited for it the more I've played. Well, that's it's good to hear. Well, there we go, guys. That sort of wraps up our twenty odd minutes on the uh, Destiny two beta. Now to jump into what's been getting my jollies off, if you will, <laughs> would be uh, Fortnite. Now, before we jump into this too much, I want to tell you a, f- a bit of a story here. We played enough of this game yesterday, which uh, ended up totaling into about five hours with our uh, tutorial stuff and the issues with connecting and everything else, which we will get into. And uh, I ended up dreaming about this game. <laughs> now, now I don't remember a lot about it, but I remember having a dream where I was collecting resources by destroying things with a pickaxe. <laughs> and I'm like, yep, that'd be Fortnite. <laughs> <laughs> so this game, uh, you know, in the time we spent on it yesterday, almost averaged as much time as I did at work yesterday. So it sort of wormed its way into my brain and falling asleep, I was still thinking about it. That's actually a good thing. I mean, that is, when you consider how many games that we uh, play. And some of them are like farts in the wind. And some of them just are. They're, they're they come really and they go. Insubstantial. 
to be um, fair though, I was and thinking then you get Fortnite. I was and thinking then, the last you know, time we had a session, or even I had like a decent, decent game session, would be when we were uh, when we was just just absolutely powering through Ghost Recon. Because generally, I don't true. play for four to six hours a day in a row. I just yes. I don't I'll, like even when they bring out new Telltale episodes, it's a two-hour thing. I knock it out in two hours. I'm done. You yep. know, I, if I sit down and play Minecraft, I'll knock. I'll, I'll put an hour in it. Forza, an hour. It's not six hours of something in a row. Last time, as I said, was Ghost Recon. Before that, mm. I put probably two, three hours a day into Halo Wars Two. Before that, it would have been Gears. I sat down and played all day. Uh, Gears Four when that came out. But uh, never had any dreams about those ones. But Fortnite, that one had me. I'll tell you what. Starting Fortnite, I thought to myself, okay, this is interesting. Is it going to be a good game? Now, the trailers were, again, sort of same premise. We're like, oh, it, it looks cool, but, you know, like they were all just CG trailers. They weren't gameplay. So you're yeah. thinking, does this suck? Is it going to be okay? Like, as it was, because, you know, it's uh, it comes out on early access as of Tuesday. And it's free to play in 2018 sometime. Uh, I, I saw it was on sale to get the early access pre-order, which I'm assuming the uh, the early access stuff would be around the same price. It was only 50 bucks. Normally, games here come out at 100. So for me, I'm looking yeah, at it going, it's 50. So it, it, it's not a big cash burn if it blows. And no, because no. it's it's in development still, it could change and not blow even if it does at the start. You know? Yeah. But this one, uh, I'll tell you what, the moment we fired this up, uh, I think w- to speak for both of us here, I think we were both pretty hooked into this one. Yeah, I think, uh, like I said, I mean, when when it first started and you're in that little, uh, uh, you know, you, you're sort of just learning, you're like, okay, this is a bit slow. Is it, what's, you know, it's just that learning process. Now, the menu system to craft is clunky as fuck. Let's it not is, tiptoe it around is. it. It's not no, great. No, it, it's definitely a learning curve. It needs um, the Minecraft console crafting upgrade sort of thing. Sort of like how, you know, the PC crafting model is cool, but it's not going to work in a console environment. So they need no, to sort of not. do that for this game, in my opinion, anyway. No, no, I'm, I'm totally on board. The way I see this game is almost like a big boy Minecraft. Um, I mean, that sounds ridiculous, but hey, you've got the ability to mine and uh, find resources. You've got the ability to... Uh, build houses, essentially. I mean, build forts, fortifications, anything like that. Um, you know, I mean, it's different to Minecraft, but at the same time, there is a, a crossover. Um, yeah, this this game, it'll sink its hooks in. No, I'm really keen for it. I've uh, Honestly, I've thought about this game a few times while at work this morning. Just uh, even the, the research points, I'm like, oh, yeah, they'll be building up too. That's pretty cool. Like, I'm thinking, let's see, they were around 340 for the next level of the skills we're up to. I'm like, yeah. okay, by the time we go back, I'll probably be able to get three of those next levels. Do they tick over while we're not on? They tick over consistently per hour until their maximum level is re- uh, maximum capacity is reached, is that my is understanding. Awesome. It's much like your uh, free-to-play mobile games and everything, which, again, okay. they're trying to get the hooks in so you come back and you come back. Yes, yes. Hey, look, I'm, I'm not opposed to it. I mean, it helps character development. Um, you know, I mean... I think the only thing we really need to to do is uh, consider what we need for resources. I find that we tend to burn through the resources quicker than we uh, uh, quicker than we can recover them. Yeah, I mean, for sure, when it comes to crafting the traps and stuff, you're always looking yes. for resin. Uh, for me, yeah. I was like 
almost nine 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 on the three major resources. But that's the thing. See, the major resources are no problem because I had nine 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 on most of the major on the, like two of the three major resources, um, and that was no concern. But building traps that required um, what was it twine, um, resin, that sort of thing. Um, and of course, trying to keep up to date with uh, making sure I had bullets. Yeah, I think that's that was our issue, though. Uh, in all seriousness, even that last one we played, where there was what like a seven-minute defend sort of point. Uh, yeah, five six minutes, I think it was. Yeah, I think that was even then we vastly overconstructed defenses. Like they they didn't get to them, man. No, that's true. That's true. So I think um, the resource issue is that we're overspending. Like, I understand yeah, defending it for time, sure, but in I mean, most cases, you can stop before. them with a wall. Yes, yes. But see, that's the thing. You know, I um getting used to the game, you know. I mean, we still only, we put a couple of hours in, but still only a couple of missions in, really. Uh, yeah, like, I've, I've edited the videos, and uh, they're going live. They'll be live. Uh, the first one will be live before this, this podcast comes out in video form. Uh, nice. And we only got like two main missions. The others were sort of tutorial back at the base sort of gimmicks. We had yep. uh, the one with Lars, Ride the Lightning. Yeah. That was and cool. we had the last one that we did, which was yep. another hour long. Like one was an hour and one was 45. And they've both sort of gone up as single videos. But uh, like, yeah, we only main, mainly played like the two. Yeah, we had two of those, which as I said, were an hour and 45 in total. We tinkered around in the menu, sort of upgrading after each one, which took about probably 15, 20 each time. And yep. the, uh, of course, the sort of like tutorial missions, which they they seem to take you back to again just to introduce new enemies, which I understand yes. it's not the worst idea, sort of take you to a environment you already recognize and you've been crafting, hence it is your, your base, uh, you know, Rusty Man's base of doom and uh, your, yeah. yeah, the wolf den. You know, we go back to those. So I don't understand you sort of when you introduce the enemies there. So you can see how they attack. Like we learned how about the, what was her name? The woman with, that's like through her face. Do you remember her yeah. name? No. But she was no. like, she, she yeah, because she arcs her shot, she can hit it from above. So you've sort of got to have roofs around it. So they explain yes. that to you. Which I can understand you don't want to be experiencing that the first time when you're out there. And it's screwing up your chance to beat it. But like for example, the tower I built the uh, yesterday for the radio tower, I walked up to it. And goes, you build this, you can activate the radio tower on top. I'm like, okay, cool. So I built that. It was a bit of a pain in the ass, but I did it. And you activate the radio tower. It goes, okay, you can put put the blue glue in here to increase the range. And I'm like, sure. What does it accomplish, man? Mm-hmm. Like the radar didn't seem to help us at all. I don't know if it explores them. It shows more of the map, but because we'd already explored most of it. It was redundant, or like, is it showing us interest points on the map, like your blue goo and other stuff that we may not have picked up? But again, because we'd explored it, it was already on the yeah. map for us. Yeah, yeah. So I at that point, it's mean. redundant. I, I really don't know. I think we, I think there's more going on than what we realise, just because it's a game that we're still learning about. You know, we'll probably figure it all out later. Yeah, I'll just assume know, uh, this we, afternoon after this podcast is recorded, and we jump back yeah. in a bit. Hey, man, I'm down. Yeah, so uh, the Fortnite, the part we've played, I've got to say, is very cool. Uh, the traps that I've seen so far haven't grabbed my interest too much, but you're kind of playing the base-building trap guy. Yes. I'm playing the uh, long-range FPS shooter dude. 
or girl in this case. And mm. uh, so, like, my, my DPS is higher, but your trap damage is higher. Like, Jero yes. will notice your utility score is higher, but my damage is higher. That's yes. based on me killing them directly and yours is from uh, building the traps and everything else. Yes. Which is cool that it breaks um, it down into three. I think the, uh, as I mentioned briefly during uh, during us playing it yesterday, the team aspect is very cool. You don't seem do to like feel... That. You don't seem to feel like a detriment of working in a team. You don't no, need you to don't. be the hero uh, to actually get a decent score out of it because it, it grabs all our scores. Like it shows who's done what in in what capacity, but then yes. it combines it together, and that's that bases the loot reward we get. So those scores, Which is fantastic. at the end of the day, don't really matter. It, it, I mean, it, literally, it for unless the someone thing. goes in and does nothing. Yeah, as long like like we weren't like sticking it to each other on who had the highest score because we we know we were both putting in. We weren't checking out while we were playing. Yeah, damn straight. But uh, yeah, I liked it so far, and I like that it has like the whole system behind it seems to be, have a lot going on. The upgrade system, the skill point system, the daily reward system. Like, there's a lot of systems in there. There are a lot of systems in there, but at the same time, I think that's a uh, part of what makes a good game. Um, I mean, and uh, an example of, um, so uh, the original character um, builds for, say, World of Warcraft. Um, they were very complex, but you could really spec out characters in a very unique way. Yeah, okay? I think the closest way for us to modify that di- much like that different at this point would be through the survivors. Because the yes. skill point and stuff is very same-same, like... We're at it a certain is. point where we can only unlock, like, basically, and a lot of them are in a single line. And because we're at yes. the same level, that's all we can unlock. So at this well, point, that's, that's exactly no different. Right. Uh, research the at the same is... point is kind of the same. But the survivors that we get through the loot pinatas, which are your loot chests for from Overwatch, for those who have played Overwatch, mm-hmm. uh, they make it vastly different. Like The teams I've got at the moment are giving me boost towards damage because that's what I've set yep, them up yep. as because that's what I do. Yeah. So that's so where I'm I think we're going to be different. And defense. Exactly, because you build the defenses and you don't want to die and you want to have higher level uh, off in, uh, health on your character. So yep. that's where I think we're going to be the most different because the loot seems to be, for the most part, completely random. You get, it, you yes, get certain yes, loot based on missions, but you when do. it comes to the pinatas, random as hell. It, which, can I say, is a really good thing. Okay, I mean, I uh, have a... Uh, <laughs> A lot of uh, the guys I know, they're really not fans of RNG, um, you know, but I think RNG is good. It adds flavor, you know. Um, some of the guns you've got... It gives you, you a point day, of sort of completing the same mission because you level up again, you get a different pinata, different loot, everything exactly else. Exactly right. I mean, some of the guns you got yesterday, I was like, oh, dude, I'd love that gun. And then at the same time, I got other guns and I'm like, oh, shit, yeah. Oh yeah, that's the fucking beast. I'll take that. Yeah, like I had an awesome assault rifle, and you had an awesome shot shotty going. Yeah, yeah, for sure. You know, and ended up finding a like a bolt action rifle as well, and you know, it was just yeah. I got like three awesome. sniper rifles. Haven't even tried one yet because I'm more of a well at the moment with the servers sort of giving me the lag spikes here and there. It's not something I'd want to be trying to snipe on. It's mm, it, mm. When, when the spikes were getting bad, I would definitely go to the shotgun because I'm like, even if they move, I'm still going to hit the prick, you know? It doesn't yeah, matter yeah. when you're spraying that wide. You're all good. Yeah, well, see, this, the shotgun I got yesterday, uh, it's almost got a reduced um, spray 
You were saying that in that last mission we were in, you crafted this shotgun. You said the spray mm. range is smaller because the one yeah, I've, the tighter. one I was it's using a was cluster. the one I was using was almost I'd say three quarters of the screen. There was the spray yeah. range. Oh wow! Well, uh, this is tighter, but at the same time, I can take out two, three enemies at the same time. You know, I was I mean, doing that with the base uh, husks or zombies, if you will. Uh, with the yeah, the base husks, I was getting like two or three if they were close yep. enough. Yep. With my shoddy? Well, I was doing the uh, two or three kills on the last mission we ran. Same, same with me, yeah, with the shotgun. You know, which was which is nice. I mean, those shotguns are beastly, you know, but uh, great game. And uh, I reckon as we as we play it, we'll we'll just it'll get easier because we'll uh, like I said, the crafting dynamics and uh, character dynamic uh, as far as skill trees and stuff go. We'll just. It, It'll come, understanding will come with It'll fall into place for sure when everything yeah. sort of uh, lines up understanding-wise. Now, uh, we did mention this earlier. This game is currently in, uh, it's going to be in early access as of Tuesday. You can pre-order it and it'll install now. But uh, free to play in 2018 if you're not keen to spend the money yet. I would recommend spending the money personally. I've enjoyed yeah, it. Yeah, totally. Definitely totally. worth the money for me. Uh, as I said, only 50 bucks. It's, I mean, yeah, it's only 50 Australian, so you're talking 30 US. Because it's half half a regular retail price, so worth checking out. And uh, I guess that's our that's our fifteen minutes on Fortnite in this episode. And I guess we should probably jump into the news as we're about to tick over to nearly forty minutes before yeah, I cut out the silences. Let's let's you know speed up the uh, news because news is far less interesting than Fortnite. Oh yeah, I want to jump into Fortnite for sure. So let's uh, let's bang through some news here pretty quickly. Uh, in this one, well, I won't even open it because I can cover some of that one for you, is that uh, the first 160 cars have been announced for Forza 7. Now, this is a lot of uh, a lot of Lamborghinis, Ferraris, Porsches, and McLarens have been announced for the game. Uh, the big news on that, of course, is that Porsche is in the game from the start, which we did pick up on during the E3 demo, because mm-hmm. generally Porsche, because it was owned exclusively in video games by EA until last year, it would generally come out in a twenty to thirty dollar DLC because they had to fund paying EA the extra money to be able to use it, license it. So yeah, that one is nice and uh, yes, it's good to have it from the start because like I think Porsche honestly is my favorite supercar. So like Lambos nice. are cool and everything. And Ferraris, Ferraris for me, I'm not a big fan of Ferraris. Don't know why. Lambos I always love, but Porsche. I've always has loved been Lambos, more. but Lambos they turn like bricks on wheels. Oh, dude, they they turn like a boat. They're not. They're not great. You that's know, why I like the Porsche because it's got punch and it's it's turning. Is that that's a good car? Like yeah, it's up there. See, it's up there control wise with the Nissan GTR, which again, good freaking car. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't know. I I do. Porsche is great, but uh, I don't know. I like some Ferraris. Ferraris are nice. Okay. Okay. Fair enough. Fair enough. Uh, Patapon, the games for uh, I for the PSP. Back in the day, I'm not sure if there was any PS2 or PS3 releases, uh, is actually getting a remaster coming to the PS4 next month. So that's a quick announcement and a quick release. I've got a lot of friends that have requested this one for a while. And for the PlayStation community, you've got the voice of Greg Miller, formerly of IGN, currently at Kind of Funny Games. He's been requesting this one for a long time. Ever play any of the Patapon games? Nah, mate. It was basically like a rhythm game and the background, say the background would be coloured and different. Your characters were all sort of like shadow people almost and you'd attack okay. 
and move based on your timing on the rhythm. So like it'd oh. pop up with like square, 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 triangle, something like that in the corner, and there'd be a there'd be like a pulse in the corner that'd show you like what the timing would yeah, be yeah. for whatever the current song is. So it was it was kind of like rock band with com- uh, but in more of a combat sense. It was really good. Like I enjoyed playing it on the PSP. Uh, not sure that I'd play a remaster on a big boy console. Okay. Honestly. Uh, okay, Comic Con. They had a fair bit of news coming out of Comic Con this week. A quick one here is The Wolf Among Us Season 2 has been announced, uh, as has the, what's it called, The Walking Dead, I think it's called The Final Season, uh, will be coming out in 2018, so next year. They also announced that their Season 2 of Batman will be coming this year. In fact, the first episode drops in August. Now, you've never played many of the Telltale games, have you? No, I haven't. Okay. In fact, I I don't think I've played a Telltale game. I'm not sure. Okay, okay. Well, The Walking Dead is basically their their big flagship uh, series. They've yep. done two seasons, a third spin-off season, and there's also another side season that was a spin-off to the comic, not the actual game. So they've done four overall. This will be the fifth one. They're calling it the final season, and it's a continuation of the main story, which the main character's name is Clementine. You've been uh, playing... Alongside her in the first one and as her in season two and uh, Walking Dead, The New Frontier. So they're wrapping up that story, which is good because I'll be honest with you, when I played The New Frontier, which was basically season three, uh, yep. I was kind of thinking, dude, they've, they've got to wrap this up, man. Because like, arguably, that could be a cash cow they would they would cash in on forever. Not yeah, the worst yeah. idea that they have sort of said this is the final season. Not saying they won't do Walking Dead spin-offs continually, like later on down the line. Yeah. But yeah. for this girl, her story is coming to an end one way or another. Yeah, legit. Would be my assessment just based on the name. Like they haven't said anything, but you don't call it the final season, then have six more afterwards. <laughs> no, you don't. And The Wolf Among Us was a popular series. It's based on the Fables uh, graphic novel. Again, very popular series. Uh, first season was, and that was three years ago. So at this point, most people had given up hope on a second season. And okay. they came out and announced a second season. So I'm very happy for that one, and so are a lot of the fans. Uh, Batman Season 1 was popular, and the dropping Season 2, first episode, next month. So that was our uh, telltale news there. Now, let's see. Okay, what else have we got here? Uh, Crash Bandicoot. We've got two bits of Crash news here. One, they've announced DLC for the new Crash Bandicoot game, which is a new level. Now, this, from what I've heard, is a very hard level, which sort of brings us to our next news, is that, well, sorry, the DLC is free, uh, which is a positive, because I know a lot of people are concerned. The game's just come out. How are you charging Mm -hmm. for DLC unless you've basically done this during the development of your game that I've already paid for? So you're ripping me off at this point. And no one wants to be ripped off, obviously. So uh, they've announced that it is free DLC, and here we go. It's an extra level, so it's not like a lot. It's called the Stormy Ascent level from the first Crash game, an unreleased level. Uh, I know people that have played it, and they say it's pretty tough. In fact, here we go. Uh, The Stormy Ascent level was designed by Naughty Dog, who did the original game. Uh, They ultimately cut it from the original Crash Bandicoot game because of its extremely high difficulty. Uh, previously, players could only access this hidden level on the original PlayStation 1 by using a Game Shark. So it's pretty cool they've given this one out for free, I reckon? Definitely. Definitely. I was uh, talking to a mate about it uh, last night, I think he was saying. Uh, okay. You know, he's uh, a nice guy. 
uh, pat on the excitable side, but uh, it was telling me he enjoyed it. He said it was very hard, uh, but that he, he really enjoyed the game, so and the DLC, I should say. Yeah, I mean, I've got a, got a mate I was talking to today. He was saying that he just finished the three Crash games that are in the Insane Trilogy. Uh, yeah, yeah. So I told him the DLC. He wasn't even aware of it. He was actually going to go and download it today. So cool to get that news out there. Sad that it hasn't Indeed. been out there enough that the regular people are picking it up, just us nerds on the internet. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, Vicarious Visions came out this week and said that they can believe they can agree that some of the crash levels were and still are not easy. Uh, they could say, <laughs> which is true from what I've seen anyway, uh, they said that the goal for the trilogy was to reduce any points of frustration while preserving the challenge of the originals. So you Which can, makes sense. Absolutely. Uh, you don't want to completely butcher the original and make it a easy, no, uh, easy no. game that's a walkthrough now, because then fans of the original say, you butchered it, you've ruined it, what are you doing? You've got to think about how far the fans of the original have come. You know, games have changed so much and gotten so much harder than when they first started. You know, I mean... In some cases, yes. In some cases, games these days are a little too kiddie. Like, they hold your hand a little too much. Yes, yeah, I'll agree with that. Like, tooltips over the top that tell you exactly how to do everything anytime you get stuck. Like, you, you might die once, and here's the tooltip telling you exactly how to get through it. And you're like, normally I would have tried this ten times, then maybe you'd gone and checked out a game FAQ online, you know? Yeah. That was the old school, anyway. Now, we were talking Destiny earlier. Now, the Destiny 1 writer, the Destiny writer, like we just said the story wasn't great in that, or at least wasn't delivered well. Uh, mm. The Destiny and slash Halo writer joins Crackdown 3. Now, I've got to say, how the fuck are they just getting a writer now? This game drops in November. I couldn't tell you. I have very little interest in Crackdown 3. It's not something that uh, I've not followed the franchise, so it's not a... An interest for me, um, but the as you say, it is somewhat alarming. Yeah, for sure. I mean, as a fan of uh, Crackdown One and to a lesser extent Crackdown Two, because they sort of went completely off base with it. Uh, this yeah. is this is pretty concerning. Like we're two weeks well, and two months out from the release date, and yeah, they're hiring I, I a writer. Say, I think it's even more concerning is the fact that they're being so uh, tight-lipped about so much of the game. Well, I don't think they've got many of it put together, in all seriousness. That's, that's what I'm thinking. That's pretty scary stuff. Very much so. Like, as I said, you're, you're hiring a writer now. Most writers are hired in in pre-production, so you can base the whole game around the story and anything else you've come up in pre-pro. Why are yeah, we hiring I, one now? I don't know. It's not good. It's really not good. I mean, admittedly, if you're going to hire a, a writer, why not a good one? But... Oh no, that's not that's not my problem with it. No doubt, but uh, just concerned but that it's, it's why coming now, out now instead of like yeah. Oh no. Yeah. Oh, wow. Well, talking about open world games, since we're already on the topic with Crackdown being an open world game, is uh, Just Cause Two, sorry, Just Cause Three. The multiplayer mod is finally being released on Steam. Of course, it's a free multiplayer mod. You can download it now. Uh, now I've liked, see from what I've seen in this, it's it's kind of nuts, man. Like, the whole premise of Just Cause is basically just to blow shit up, right? Okay. Basically, you have a grappling hook and sticky grenades and, like, a flight suit. So you put a grappling hook, connect that to a, to a jet, and then you fire it off. 
So the jet could be connected to a silo or a missile silo and just take the missile with it, causing huge explosions. And now this okay. will allow you to do that in multiplayer. In multiplayer, like these are all like it's just going to be basically a huge online sandbox you can mess around in. From what I've read, fair enough. So that's a. It's pretty pretty weird that one, but it, it's cool. They've announced they've they've been working on this one for a while, and it's good that it is finally coming out. Now, other mod news this week. This one is a bit sadder. Uh, not taking the page out of 343 Studios with that Halo mod we talked about the other week. Mm, yeah, yeah. Is the Pokemon Company. Pixelmon, mm. the Pokemon Pixelmon, mod yeah. for Minecraft, is ending development after a request from the Pokemon Company. Now, Pixelmon, this uh, I haven't played it personally, but I know that it's a popular mod for a lot of people. It's all over YouTube. It's all over Steam. Uh, sorry, uh, all over Twitch. People want to play the crap out of this mod because it's like it's an open world po- uh, Pokemon game at that point. Yeah, it, they're basically they're, okay. I understand they're trying to prote- protect your inter- intellectual property because uh, if you let this mod go, you're going to have to let other mods and other crap go. I understand that, but at the same point, you're not offering them an alternative of your own. Mm. So what's the what's the issue really? Like, you're not saying, hey, we have this open world game, but the sales have been shit because of this thing. Yeah, yeah. You don't I mean, have one on lease, offer. Lease the rights. I don't know. You know, do something. But Do something. Yeah, absolutely. Lease the rights. Do anything. But uh, here we go. Here is the, here is the uh, post from the Pixelmon mods. We've had a great time making this mod and creating such a wonderful community, but after a request from the Pokemon company, we'll be shutting our doors. I'm sorry for the disappointment this will cause, but let's remember... All the great times we had playing Pixelmon, discussing Pokemon, making awesome things inside this mod, and everything else we've done. So that will be the end of the mod. It is shut down, unfortunately. I'm sure someone will uh, organize a crappy copy of it and try and run one of those later on down the line anyway, but the original (laughs) is now gone. Yeah, yeah. So that's our sad mod news of the week. Now, uh, one of the internet companies I've been a fan of, God, 10 years, right? Is, uh, is is Rooster Teeth. Yep. And they're coming out, and they've announced this week, they actually announced it, that their, their characters from their their series, their anime series, Ruby, R-W-B-Y, will be in the new Blaze Blue t- cross-tag battle game. That's a big that's a big get for uh, Rooster Teeth. They're uh, still pushing on with that. Now, now, you're an anime guy, but let me guess, you haven't watched Ruby. Um... No, I started, you know what, I started watching the first episode, <clears throat> and the way that the the anime has been uh, drawn, okay, it, as the, the style of it, it just doesn't feel right. It, I don't know, it's... Uh, well, you've got to look at it in a way that most anime is Japanese. This is a very Americanized animation yeah. style of, of anime. Yes, yes. The writing style I hear is pretty true to anime, but uh, the animation style, I can understand, would put some people off. But uh, this has been one of their uh, big flagship sort of shows, and now the fact that it's getting a uh, getting tied into a Blaze Blue game, pretty cool. Which looks really good, the gameplay for that. Just, yeah, oh, wow. What a great-looking game. Yeah, very much so. It's, uh, again, like, it sort of reminds me a bit of your King of Fighters games from back in the day. Yes, yes. 
and you know, that sort of uh, Marvel Capcom Tekken tag sort of exactly, thing. exactly. Really, really nice looking game though. Very much so. But uh, that was that was cool to see. As I said, as a uh, small uh, little studio out there in Austin, that I've supported the uh, Rooster Teeth guys. Good to see them doing that, making big progress. Now, staying in the fighting realm here, we've got Tekken Seven is adding Fatal Fury's Geese Howard as a new DLC character. Have you ever played Fatal Fury? Oh, early days, early days. Because um, this is a 1991 SNK classic, Fatal Fury, King of Fighters. Just he made his debut in, so I'm assuming he's done stuff since. I mean, for him to be getting put into Tekken Seven in 2017, he's got to have done something in the last 26 years. Yeah, you can hope so. Uh, I really don't know. I, I do remember playing it. I can't remember much about it. It's been that long. Yeah, yeah. You know, I, I do remember playing it though. Okay, fair enough. But it's cool, I think, that they're adding more characters outside of the realm into uh, DLC here. With their, uh, yeah, okay. right, and of course, the first, the next DLC is uh, the Tekken Bowl that we sort of covered last week. Yeah, yeah. Looking forward to that one, though. Yeah, that one looks really cool, for sure. Uh, absolutely. Like, Tekken's definitely on my list to check out. I haven't had a chance yet. It sort of came mm, out mm. around Injustice 2, and I'm like, well, can I really justify buying this many fighting games at the same time? <laughs> and I know I'm a big DC guy. I love the first Injustice, and Tekken sort of the last few games have been a bit shit, let's be honest. Yes, yes. I was going to tiptoe around it, but I'm like, let's let's just blow through this here. Yeah, look, the last the last Tekken, uh, I think the last real real good Tekken I enjoyed was Tekken Tag. Okay, okay. Never played um, much of Tekken Tag. Uh, Tekken 4 or 5, I would say, were the last ones I really played a lot of. Okay. Well, I was I was big into Tekken Tag. Tekken Tag was a great game. Um, and after that, I don't know, I just felt a little clunky. Okay. Um, but the but this one this one Tekken 7 just it looks really nice. Um and uh, watching the way the game worked uh particularly with the introduction of Geese uh yesterday. Yeah. Um the game itself just looks really nice. True, true. Well, uh let's keep it in the retro realm here since he was from 1991. Uh Atari has revealed the first images of their new console, the Atari box that we were mentioning before. Mm. Now, I don't think that's the official name. This is just sort of what people have given it the, the name of at this point because, of course, the uh, the Xbox, uh, this is the Atari box. Uh, now, they've said, of course, we, we mentioned this the other week, that it had uh, modern, uh, modern specs on it. Uh, yep. th- these images, the first few images of the console, what are, what are your takes on this? Um, You've got the wood grain one. Uh, yeah, you've got the wood grain and you've got the black and red. Now, I I like both, but I'd probably have to take the black and red. I'm right there with you. I mean, the black and red just looks real good. It looks it sleek. Does. It looks modern, whereas the wood grain, like I know that they, that's what they're going for, but it, it looks old as balls. It <laughs> does, but then... Um, as I said, I know that's what they're going for. Yeah, it, that is what they're going for. I mean, Atari's old. It's old school. You know, I'm hoping that they sort of, you know, it's been suggested that they're going to be able to play retro games as well as uh, up-to-date modern games. Yeah, in, a, in an email to fans, they said that it'll feature modern internal specs, allowing it to include classic games, like an, uh, maybe the NES Classic style, 
Uh, It'll also deliver current gaming content. Now, the console will feature a HDMI output, four USB inputs, and an SD card slot. So you've got a lot of spaces there, like the SD card slot and the USBs. You could add stuff to it, like if you were going to SD card slot, I guess it's hard to do it uh, with your, uh, what would I say, the uh, like copy protection stuff. It'd be yep, hard to do because yep. I'm not seeing a disk drive on this thing. So no, I'm assuming you no. download all the games on this one? I, don't, I wouldn't know. So what you're thinking is it, like Steambox kind of thing. Kind of, because like it's got an Ethernet port. I'm looking at the images here. It's got an Ethernet port on the back. Doesn't yeah, have a disk yeah. drive. This thing is narrow as hell. Like the Ethernet port would be, yes. I don't know. Like I'm looking at scale wise, you could maybe have six or seven Ethernet ports along the side. So it's not even big enough to put a disk in it. So this yeah, is going to be okay. a download thing. As I said, maybe via SD card, but it's hard to have yeah, that with yeah. copy protection and USB with copy protection. Just forget about it. That's not happening. People would just copy that off, and you could just display, like, share them on the internet. So it might yeah. be a uh, download-only option. They have also said uh, that people are hu- we know people are hungry for more details, like specs, games, features, pricing, and timing, etc., which, of course, means release date sort of window. Uh, mm-hmm. They're not teasing you intentionally. They'll get this, they want to get this right, so they're sharing things step-by-step step as they bring the Atari box to life. So and they're also aiming to listen to the Atari community feedback as they do. No, I mean it's exciting times. I mean, the idea of being able to play some of the retro games. I mean, they'll be fun, but I mean at the same time they'll also be very limited. You know, you won't spend a lot of time on them. You'll just spend enough time to to get the feels back. Well, the other know? issue is that a lot of these retro games. Atari or the companies that have uh, picked away at Atari's library over the years and bought them rights yes. have released retro versions on every console yes. since like yes. PS2, man. PS2 well, that's and true. Xbox I mean, I was having have a look, retro uh, collections. PS4, yeah, I was uh, checking them out yesterday. Uh, PS4's rocking uh, good old uh, Samurai Showdown and uh, that sort of thing. Like, there's so many retro games like you know, shit, and they're, man. what, 11 bucks? Yeah, like they're no. nothing. And on the Xbox, every other week I get an email about how there's another uh, SNK collection of games coming out. Or like another mm. collection of old games, Neo Geo collection of games coming out. Like every other week, here's a Neo Geo this game, Neo Geo that game. So the so you're going to have to... You're going to have to show me something to make me buy this thing because it, it looks small, so I don't know what the specs could be on it. That would yes, be that yes. great for modern delivery of games. Like then, if, if it's going to be a step down, I mean, I'm, I'm going deep into my pocket to get, a, get, the, get the 4K set up this year. So was, if it's I was not delivering say, a good um, level, I, I can understand the um, I can understand the new Xbox, right? I mean, that's, that's next step up, right? But for me, I'm looking at say the Nintendo and I'm thinking well the only thing I've seen that that would interest me in that at all is like Zelda that's the only thing that has any draw to me yeah I was okay? saying that to and a guy at work today I would prefer to play Zelda on any other console yeah yeah I mean that's obviously been the dream for a while for a lot of people with Nintendo just getting out of the hardware business and just selling the games on everything else yeah yeah, and that's where I'm at. I, I want to play uh, Zelda on any other console other than what they've got because the Switch is as gimmicky as the Wii U and, you know, if I wanted to fiddle around and shit, you know, I, I, I don't know. I, 
join a gym. I mean, I, I want to play with the freaking game on with a controller, and I want to do it now. Yeah. Um, so from from my standpoint, if I'm looking at playing a game that has the type of games that Nintendo is is pulling out at the moment, okay, I wouldn't pay for a flaming gimmicky piece of crap. Which sadly you know, is I mean, what I think this Atari box is going to fall into. But see, this is this is actually where I'm going with it. I mean, if you've got the Atari versus the Switch, say, okay, I will probably swing towards the Atari, okay, only because the you look at the um, Switch consoles, uh, the Switch controllers, I should say, okay, and you think, uh, nah, okay, that's not me. Yeah. Okay. Now, if they if they bust out a um, old school. Atari controller even. Okay. Whatever. I'm happy with that. See, okay. for me, the way I look at it, right, is the exact discussion we were just having. Atari's old library is pretty much everywhere else already. Whereas Nintendo, yes. their library is not everywhere else. So I'd lean Switch no, if not. it was the two options. Which, again, I can dig. Okay. See, don't get me wrong. Library-wise, Nintendo is the better bet. Okay. But I don't like the controllers. I don't like... <sighs> the pissy little thing that it is. Okay, I get you can put it into the telly and all that jazz, but it just, it's fiddly as fuck. You know, if I want to play that shit, you know, well, I don't want to play that shit. Okay, I want to play Zelda, that's it. Yeah, I mean, that's that's as I was saying, that's what I said to a guy at work today because he's like, look, I love the Switch. I just got it. It's great. You know, Zelda's good. I would recommend picking it up. I'm like, dude, all I'd play it for was Zelda and he, he he got it bought for him. And I'm like, it's, it's not worth the nearly 500 bucks they want for it before you even buy a game, dude. Congratulations, you've bought a $550 version of fucking Zelda. Yeah. You know, like, <laughs> that's it. It's just not worth it, mate. Like, as no, I said, with the, with the 650 purchase of the X coming up, which I see to be a better investment. Oh, yeah. This is just, this is not one I can uh, can swing it on. But yes, that's no. what Atari's revealed. They haven't uh, obviously announced pricing, shown controllers or anything else yet, which is fine. Now, this one I chucked in the news specifically for you would be the, the uh, eight new Code Vein screenshots that came out. Because when oh, they did yeah. the Code Vein demo yeah. during uh, the Xbox show there, oh, dude. dude, I could hear your heart on through the phone. <laughs> uh, uh, oh, fucking hell, mate, Code Vein. <sighs> now, now, can you explain to me how guy. these enemies could be described as anything else than ugly motherfuckers? Because I'm looking at these photos now. Okay, I'm going to go and say they are awesome-looking ugly motherfuckers. But ugly motherfucker is still a staple here, right? Oh, easy. Now, from the photos here, it looks kind of hack and slashy. Yes. Which is not a bad thing. I'm a big big, uh, Dynasty Warriors fan, and I've been a fan since Dynasty Warriors 2. Yep, yep. And as I said, uh, when we covered this in the Xbox uh, press conference... Yeah, we did. Uh, this is a game I'd be looking at playing. It's also it's done by Bandai Namco, who uh, do, of course, uh, at least publish a lot of the uh, Dynasty Warriors and even the Dragon Ball Xenoverse games, which, again, you could argue are very hack and slash. Mm. Well, uh, from the gameplay I've seen, um, the, the combat style that they've set up is really awesome it's uh, i'm gonna go and say it's hack and um, slash slash dark souls here dark souls yeah yeah in in that you know you've got the ability to sidestep 
like and combat attack. roll to left and right and combat roll at. and all that sort of stuff. Um, they what is it? They're heavy. Uh, it's like that hard, heavy hack and slash style uh, kind of game, but with a really nice uh, combat system as well. Let me throw something at you here. It, its combat system is very God of War. Hack and slash, but a lot of this, it requires a deeper thought with the whole rolling heavy attacks and stuff. Yes. Which yes. is not a bad thing. God of War is a it's fantastic not. game. It is. A fantastic series. So, uh, yeah, looking look, pretty this cool. Is, this, is one of those, this is one of those games um, for me that uh, it, it's a must-have. You know, it's it's one of those things. It's gone on the list. The list is like floating around somewhere in my head, um, and it's a bit hard to think about current games the moment someone says Code Vein. You know, I just can't help myself. It is such an interesting, exciting-looking game for me. Okay. Well, uh, I know a lot of people are, fee- uh, are expecting that game to be good, but the one they're feverishly expecting to be good, and now I've never played any in the series... Kingdom Hearts, Kingdom Hearts 3 mm. specifically. Now, have you played any of these? No. No, I've had, uh, what, at least three offers in the last two months uh, from various people that I know saying, hey, take this home, give it a go. I'm just, thanks for the offer, but uh, no, no. Okay, well, it, it hit the news for three things this week, uh, looking at my list here. Uh, it's officially got a release date-ish. It's got a window. Uh, was coming 2018, was shown at the end of their D23 trailer, which is the Disney Festival. Mm-hmm. So, now a lot of people are already saying they expect that to be delayed, because this is the <laughs> same. This is, these are the same people who gave us Final Fantasy 15, and that was delayed multiple times, even when it had a date. They had an event to ne- announce a date, and then it was delayed another six weeks after that. So... It, Will it hit the date of 2018? I don't know. Most people are pretty sure it won't. Uh, But they've also shown a bit of the uh, worlds and stuff recently this week with the fact that we'll be able to play in the Toy Story Story world, which looks to be pretty cool. Uh, I like the idea. It's uh, This game, it's always seemed interesting. I've just never played it. Yeah, I agree with that. Uh, I might have played one of the originals, uh, like one somewhere with a friend or something, but, you know, uh, it's because I, I can remember playing it at some stage, just marginally, a couple of hours or something, but that's that's all, you know. So, I mean, the game's always seemed approachable and interesting. Um, it's not anything I've purposely avoided. It's just, uh, I don't know, never really had the time or desire to, to get them and, and play them. Okay. Well, yeah, they announced, of course, that uh, the, as I mentioned, the Toy Story connection. Uh, we're also getting a Big Hero 6 world, and they've shown it, demoed this one at E3 last year, was the Tangled world will be included as well. So it, it's cool, of course, with Disney now owning more and more universes, like people are saying, please, please yes. give us a Marvel universe in this as well. Please give us a Star Wars universe in this as well, because Disney owns yeah. it and they can arguably do it. Sort of like with their Disney Infinity. Their first one, they were sort of safe. They played in with like Monsters, Inc., that sort of thing, the Pixar stuff. Yeah. But the second, and Cars, but the second game we got, even well, yeah, arguably even the first one, we got Pirates of the Caribbean. But uh, the second one, we got Star Wars, we got Marvel stuff. So they're, they're happy to put the stuff in games. So it'll be interesting to see if they announce anything that way. 
uh, coming up in the future. Really? But it's cool to see they've got an, an, a release date. Hopefully they hit it, because I hate it when they announce release dates they don't hit. Mm-hmm. Now, Nintendo. Let's jump back to them for a second here. Uh, the trademark filings this week said, seem to suggest that the Nintendo 64 Classic Mini seemed to be coming. Yes. Yes. Now, that and, wouldn't surprise me just because of the fact that the other two have sold out and there's been references to them doing another one this year. And, of course, the the uh, the sorry the trademark that was uh, submitted this week uh, pretty much just looks like a Nintendo 64 controller to me. It does. But it's just a logo of one. So, arguably, they could be submitting this to use it in Switch games okay. when they sell the add-on controller or something instead. Yes. To play devil's advocate. But let's be honest, they're probably going to do a mini N64 because of you the know, popularity of it. But I was going to say, look, if Nintendo 64 becomes mini, I don't know many people who wouldn't be out to buy one. Yeah, yeah, I could I see mean, that. I mean, as far as gamers are concerned, there, there there'd be, might be a few, okay? But there were so many cool games that came to Nintendo 64. Here's the issue, though. A lot of the big games that people like aren't first party. So the issue becomes licensing. Mm. Like the game everyone always points to, of course, is Goldeneye being the great yeah, game. Yeah, yeah. They don't own the rights to it. See, for me, it's uh, Ocarina of Time. Which they do because yeah. it's Zelda. They own the rights to it. They own yeah, a lot yeah. of the uh, Donkey Kong, which was good, which was because this was all during the, it was the rare Banjo. period. Banjo, again, rare. Banjo, yeah. But I don't think Nintendo owned that one. Because that's come out yeah. on the 360 and it came out in the Rare collection on the Xbox One. Rare yes, might own that one. So yeah, again, might. you might not be able to get some of these games. Because the later the console uh, releases get, because of course we've had the Mini Nintendo and the Mini Super Nintendo, mm-hmm. the licensing becomes bi- a bigger issue because these companies still exist yeah, yeah. and still hold them. They haven't been bought yeah, out by course. someone else. So that's just, again, an issue that they're going to have to deal with down the line because, of course, they could license it. These things are selling well, but they're also, they're aiming at a decent price. Like, both have come out at, like, 50 and and 100 in Australia. Yeah, yeah. Like, the Super Nintendo Mini is 100. That comes with two controllers. Yeah, true. So to pay a licensing fee and then make money back on it, you're going to have to maybe bump it up a bit. Yeah, but I was going to say I'd still pay it. I mean, 200, 250, would I go to three? I don't well, know. Well, at 200, you can go. Depends on the game. At 200, you can go buy a Nintendo 64 from Cashies with four controllers. Legit. I've seen nah. it there. We don't have Cashies around here. Ah, oh, come on, mate. It ain't hard. They got online stores, too. In fact, while I'm I talk actually, to you, let's yeah, have do a look. Do, do that. Do that. Uh, cash, convert, cash Converters Web Shop. Here we go. I've clicked it. Let's get, jump on into this. Let's see if we can get a Nintendo 64. Okay, Nintendo 64. And here we go. We have, well, we're looking at games. <laughs> There's a lot of games here. There's 369 things have popped up. It's, uh, here you go. There is one console which is with just one controller is 149. Mm. Controllers are 15 bucks. Games, we've got all of them here, man. You've got like Shadow of the Empire from uh, Star Wars, which is a big game people loved. Yeah, yeah. Super Mario 64. <laughs> like, they're, they're not short on games. Yoshi's Story. Legit. And these these games are only like 15 bucks as well, man. So Yeah, true. true. So these are, here you go. Goldeneye, 29 bucks. 
29 bucks plus the 150 for the console plus the 15 for the controller. Less than 200, mm. you're playing Goldeneye. So yeah. they're still, as Golden I said, as you, as I you get later it. into it, you, these things are showing up. There's a lot of WCW and WWF stuff here. You've got Banjo Kazooie is 29. That was the last time I played a wrestling game, actually, on the 64. Okay. Uh, Pilot Wings, which they've done the DS remaster since. So, again, that's there. Uh, Star Wars Rogue Squadron, which I know a lot of people, again, loved. Star Wars Episode One Pod Racer, which was when they were still pushing at the end of that. That was, yeah, yeah, that was... Ocarina of Time. Game. There you go. The Mario Golf. Yeah, they got, they got a lot of them. A lot of these, uh, like, as I said, I got, this is 16 pages and I've been to two. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. No, no, that's, that's good, that's good. So, uh, yeah, Tony Hawk's, yeah. there you go. So yeah, yeah, it's still it's still readily available to get a uh, to get an N sixty four, and these are all in working working order. So now I've, now I've just for the hell of it, I've searched up Super Nintendo because you know while well, we're kind of talking yeah, about yeah. it, Why let's not? see where we're at here. We've got a uh, this one again has a lot of pages here. We've, holy shit! Uh, we found two hundred and forty three auctions. Oof. This one includes yeah Super Nintendo controllers for ten bucks. Uh, Super Nintendo consoles for one fifty, again working. This is this is nuts, man. You could you could blow entire paychecks on this thing. <laughs> Old school. See, I mean, the, I don't know. Now here's here's why the minis have a selling point for me. Yep. HDMI. Yeah, yeah. I can play them on a modern TV. I can play them through my capture card, so I can still record them. Yeah, yeah. I've got a I've got a card that that supports components laying around somewhere, but I don't want to pull it out and deal with it. Yep. But yeah, that was the Nintendo news that there could be an, a mini come a Nintendo sixty four mini coming soon. I guess uh, watch this we'll space for more info see on that, that one, one. Yeah. Wait and see. Now, keeping in the retro, let's uh, let's talk Sonic. Okay, okay. Earlier in the week, they've announced the Sonic comic that they do with Archie Comics, which they've been doing for twenty four years. So that puts us back to pretty close to when Sonic 1 came out. So they've been doing this for a long time. Uh, they've basically told Archie Comics comics to hit the bricks. And they're doing a new one with IDW Publishing starting in 2018. Uh, which I can understand kind of. like Obviously they didn't like the direction the Archie Comics were taking or they weren't taking uh, tips or advice, if you will. Yep. Because... Uh, 2017 is going to be, in many ways, a big year for and make or break for Sonic. We covered it last year that based on the reaction to the 2D Sonic will be whether or not mm. we get more of them. Because uh, we've got a 2D Sonic, which is Sonic Mania, dropping uh, next month. And we've also got Sonic Team. Uh, Sonic Team is working on Sonic Forces, which is coming out at the end of this year. This is That's a 3D, weirder looking game. Yeah, yeah. It doesn't, 3D doesn't really do it for me. It looks interesting. It doesn't don't get me look wrong. toilet, I will say. No, it doesn't. From the gameplay I saw during E3, I still thought, this this could be worth an afternoon or two, you know? But, yeah, but look, Sonic... I, I did play the, Son the 3D Sonic game. Like, that That was... Um, it was all right. But Sonic but Mania, was... for me, is the one that I've uh, I've put my chips on this year, which is the yeah, 2D one. Definitely. So I'll give I Sonic agree. Forces a go. Probably play a demo, maybe, or uh, pick it up and maybe return it if it sucks. But uh, yes, Sonic comics. Now I've never read one of them. I haven't watched Sonic anime. Didn't even know there was a comic. Neither have I. I know there's been an anime on and off, like multiple series throughout. Yes, uh, I've watched. I watched one on Cheese TV back in the day, but uh, again, sure. not prolifically watched it. 
Now, we did miss a bit of fighting news before I forgot to mention this one, was that uh, Street Fighter V, uh, which I've heard is one of the least successful Street Fighters in recent memory, uh, just due to when it launched, it didn't have a single-player mode in it, so a lot of people were like, well, I'm not picking it up. They patched it in yep. six months later, and people didn't care because hey, it was a, a great idea. Let's shitty hodgepodge version. for fucking Gran Turismo. Let's, uh... Yeah, I don't know why they're doing that. Obviously, different companies, again, taking a different approach to it, but... Uh, not cool. But anyway, Street Fighter Five in the news because it's getting a new batch of costumes and stages. Now, I've heard that these are much like everything else you can buy in the game or you can earn them with in-game currency. Now, I hear the in-game currency payout is seriously shit. So if you're going to earn them, it's going to be like 300 fights per costume. So keep playing the game. What a great yeah. idea. Yeah. And if the game's not popular, as I've heard it isn't, that's uh, unfortunate. Speaking of unpopular games and it being unfortunate again is with brings us to BioWare's news of the week. Now you, you always defend Mass Effect Andromeda. Again, I haven't played it. Yep, yep. Can't shit on it. But Aaron Flynn, the GM of Mass Effect and Dragon Age developer BioWare, is stepping down after 17 years with the company. Now Casey Hudson, the project manager, uh, project director, sorry, of the original Mass Effect will be returning to lead the studio as new GM. Now, heads had to roll, right? Like, they've shut down studios over the poor reception to Mass Effect Andromeda. Like I said, I enjoyed it, but here's the thing, okay? They've brought back the guy who was responsible for the original three games, right? Now, one was was fantastic. Two was pretty good. Three, I don't even know if I finished three. You know, so I'm of the opinion that it's all good and fine. You get this guy to come back. But if he's not got his mojo straight, you know, we'll tell. Time will tell. I mean, they've just brought him in as like the overseer. He's not in there breaking the the atom, if you will, creating the game. So he's more of an overseer. He has some say in it, obviously, but he's not a game. He's not the, sorry, what they call it, the project director. So he's not that in in on it, he he's the general manager of the of the of the two uh, I don't see franchises. Much, uh, yeah, look, uh, I don't see the point of uh, Murph and old mate. Who's just I, I think, like I says, um, Andromeda. I thought was a good game. Well, okay, look, uh, I mean, one of the Facebook groups I'm in, uh, there was a post on that the other day. He uh, he was playing the demo because as we covered the ten hour demo they've just put up. He he was three hours into it and he goes, I'm really enjoying this. Should I buy the game, or does it get really shit after 10 hours? And people are like, no, it doesn't get shit. If anything, it gets better. And if you're enjoying it now, you should buy it. Uh, And it's just, like, a lot of people agree that it seems to be, it's more in the zeitgeist to, it's become a game that's popular to hate, even for people that haven't played it. So that could be what this one has unfortunately suffered from, which is now causing people to lose their job. Of course, BioWare's next game, Anthem, which is set to release next year, is one that I'm very keen on. I will say that's uh, that's the. I think we both called one. that game of E3, didn't we? I I think we we must have. Like um, I know it was our game of the it was the game of the Xbox conference. Yeah. For you specifically, it, I, mean, I think I named something different, but it was my honorable mention. Yes. But like game of the show, it'd be up there. Almost oh, definitely. So Most that one definitely. coming out next year, we're very keen on. So hopefully Bioware hits that one out of the park. You know, I mean, as as far as it goes, okay, um, Destiny 2 is going to be a great game. 
IMO. But when you consider life expectancy and um, what they're going to be doing, I mean, now this is from my perspective because I play both the Xbox and the PS4. Yep. Okay, I'm, I'm going to have Destiny 2 on the PS4 and I'm going to be playing Destiny 2 on the Xbox. But putting Anthem side by side with Destiny 2, I seriously think that Anthem's going to walk all over the top of it. Yeah, I mean, it's it's very different, which is a bonus for it in many ways. Destiny 2, from what I've seen and what you said, it seems to be, while improving, they've played it pretty pretty safe, sequel-wise. Would you agree? Yeah, man. Um, Anthem, for me, from memory, that was the one where they jump in the, the bio, the, like the suit, the mech suits. And then there's um, the big drop-off from what looks like a They dam. launched themselves off that flaming cliff, cruise around. You can dive into the water and out of the water seamlessly, kick monsters' backsides, get... Um, shoot and loot. and drops, shoot and loot. Um, yeah. Oh. Yeah, I'm, 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 I'm hanging to hear, see more of that game. Just just reliving what was in that trailer. To be honest with you, I'm on board with that. Yeah, yeah. Well, we don't have any new anthem news, unfortunately. No, uh, that's a shame. Here's some news that honestly it surprised me. Like I knew uh, I knew they've been supporting it well, but I didn't realize that they were doing weekly updates to GTA Online until this week. Yeah, no idea. Uh, but they announced they're re- releasing guy. a new, uh, new two, two new cars, uh, new, new clothing, an arms manufacturing boost, and two times uh, money basically, and a discount on a few vehicles, which is pretty cool. Uh, yeah, I didn't realize they were doing weekly edits, man. No, no, neither did I. But then that being said, like I says, I'm not a GTA guy, so I, I've been out of the loop with that one for sure. Okay, fair enough. Uh, so that will be our GTA Online brief coverage there. Uh, oh God, this game, it will not stay out of the news. This has got to be the the contender here for most consistent mentions. Pokemon Go. <laughs> How is it still going? Ha <laughs> ha, get it? <laughs> that was so bad. But uh, it, it is. It's in the news this week because legendary Pokemon are officially in the game. That's kind of cool. It is. With, uh, of course, we got. Uh, they've mentioned these particular legendary Pokemon and have been shown in trailers. You've got Mewtwo, Zapdos, Articuno, Moltres, Ho Ho, and Lugia. So, yeah, apparently they're going to be appearing in the game as of really soon. And these are actually the uh, global reward that we mentioned in last week that they were sort of keeping under wraps. Indeed. So, uh, there's a few things that they've announced about it as well. Uh, legendary Pokemon will take much longer to hatch, uh, 48 hours. 48 hours. Mm. Yep. Legendary Pokemon will not be able to defend gyms, but you'll be able to battle gyms and raid bosses. So, basically, someone can't just park a legendary Pokemon in there and hold it forever. Yep. Which, I find that to be completely fine. Like, sure, yeah, I can um... still attack it. Who cares? Like, why not? <laughs> If I've got a legendary, let me attack it. But you can't. Who would park a legendary somewhere else? That's like putting a legendary uh, in the PC the in the is, game. Who, who, who wouldn't? I wouldn't know, leave I it mean, just there. Like, hey, fuck you, buddy. You're gone. Get out. This is Trump's America. Not happening. <laughs> Build a Look, wall. If you can hold it, why wouldn't you? Um, is is the well, yeah, because you get bonuses so for holding it for sure. That's right. So ultimately, I'm glad that they've uh, made it so that you can't just drop and drop and run with a legendary. Yep, yep, absolutely. But I'm, I'm glad you can attack with it. 
Okay, we're down to our last two news items for the week in this extra long podcast because we're already up over an hour and 28 minutes. Before I cut out sciences and do an edit here or there. But uh, yeah, long podcast. This will be our longest one. Uh, here we go. They've announced uh, Ghost Recon's Wildland open beta for the PvP mode, which is coming soon. Uh, cool. It's going to allow four versus four team deathmatch style. Uh, now, this looks to be pretty interesting, I've got to say. Now, this is a game that we both enjoy and keep trying to get back to when we're not having tech issues. That's true. So, uh, I like that they're adding more to it. Nothing wrong with that. It's still... This game is selling a lot better than people seem to think it is. Like, it's a game out there that people aren't talking about that much. Yep. But every single month, it's up there in the top sales for the month. And the stat here says that it's currently holding strong as the best-selling game of 2017. Yes. And, I mean, we've had some franchises come out and release new games, man. We've had a new Resi. True. You know, we've had For Honor, which seemed to be beat up and was going to be the next big thing. Mm, Already yeah. fallen off. You know, so we've had some decent games come out that this thing's sort of just trouncing at this point. The only game that's consistently up at the sales that high is still GTA somehow. GTA Five still in the top five every month, and it's been out for three years on these consoles. True. So, yeah, this is it's good that the game's doing well. Their 4v4 mode is now in, uh, as I said, open beta. And the full version coming is a free update later in the year, so it's not like they're going to charge you for the DLC later. So Good times. Winner for uh, Ubisoft there. The, the dev's not just trying to gouge people for money to increase yeah, a new mode. Because yeah. let's be honest, a lot of people aren't going to drop money on a game that's old enough. So at that no. point, you're already fracturing your user base. So it's smarter that's just right. to put it out as free. Now, the but last... It's such a big game. I mean, it's... Uh, it's oh, it's uh, huge, man. We sunk hours and hours into it. Like we dropped, we, we dropped barely in, scratched We dropped surface. in like 25 hours in five days and... We had 22% done. So, yeah. god damn, man. Now, this one, this is a game I know we're both pretty excited for, in fact. You've been playing the original uh, lately, here and there when you get a chance. Middle Earth Shadow of War is the... Mm. Uh, they've revealed a villain at Comic-Con. Uh, Shilob, if I took a stab at selling that. I mean, let's be honest, I kind of made that sound pretty Jewish. But... Uh, <laughs> I did. I almost made it sound like Shalom. <laughs> but uh, what do you reckon of this trailer? I like her. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's it's good to have a powerful uh, female uh, enemy, if you will, because a lot of them, a lot of the females in games, sadly, end up just being save the princess sort of gimmicks. So it's good to have a strong female character here. Your princess is in another castle. No. um... See, my favourite one that I saw was an edited screen from the end of Mario, and it was uh, Ric Flair already saved the princess, had sex with her, and did everything else. You can't beat him. He's the best. Woo. And I'm like, God damn, Ric Flair, he beat me again, the bastard. <laughs> Woo! <laughs> just, just, no. Ric no. Flair, baby. <laughs> Poor Mario. Oh, Mario got wrecked, mate. Mario got he, wrecked. He got cock-blocked. Oh, he did. Oh. By the, by the dirtiest player in the game. <laughs> yes, and uh, there was an interesting te- bit of text to close this one out here, of course. We'll, uh, this trailer, it pops up with, nothing will be forgotten. Of course, with the Nemesis system and, and everything, you sort of mm. carry over with your un- other enemies. But I'm interested to see how this character ties into the story here. Yes. So, that brings us to an end on the news. 
Now, I did ask you last week. Let's see if you got one. Retro game of the week. Throw one out here. Okay. I'm going to go old school. Okay. Okay. So we're talking 1991's SNK game with our boy in it, right? No, no. I mean, <laughs> you know, uh, yeah, look, I, I could do. I could do. I can't help but think I've recently read a post uh, about a bar in Melbourne that um, it is uh, Australia's uh, – He's there's a guy who has Australia's biggest private collection of pinball machines. Okay. Okay, there is nothing more retro. So he's a blue ball wizard. A I mean, sorry, pinball, pinball wizard, not blue ball wizard. <laughs> you know, this guy has created a bar okay. devoted to Scotch whiskies. Yeah. And pinball. See, the, okay. the bar in Melbourne I've always wanted to go to is Bartronica. They have like okay. Nintendo sixty four competitions in and uh, placed like recently they did Mario Kart and uh, Crash Team Racing competitions. Legit. So pinball, okay, yeah, and scotch. Pinball. So how how are you tying this into a retro game of the week? You can't say that pinball's not retro. Pinball itself is retro. I will give you that, but you need to pick there a table. Oh Jesus! If you really? can't, I will I will tag in and I'll give you a pinball table. There are so many good tables. No, there's been some really great Star Wars ones. Right, I can't choose. Have a crack. T2 Judgment Day. Oh, that was a good table. That was a badass table. And it also had Arnie sound effects. It did have. <laughs> Arnie yeah, sound yeah. effects. Okay. And, That's and all the, you need. <laughs> yeah, and the, the little uh, screen in the middle on the backboard, like when it uh, lit up and you ended up with like the image of the Terminator. Yeah, you saw the Terminator robots. Uh, yeah. When you die, you had the whole hand sinking into the melting thing. The old, it was that was a cool table. That's got to be the table. I mean, I mean that that was a great table. <laughs> you see, you didn't think I had a good one, did you? <laughs> Dude, there are so many good tables. You know, it's just crazy. Very much I've so. Played at least two good Star Wars ones, originals, not the not the later editions. No, no, we're not talking episode one, two, and abortion. I mean three. <laughs> <laughs> oh shit. <laughs> Good job. Good well played, sir. Thank you. Thank you. Terminator. Terminator. Nice. Awesome. Awesome. So that's our retro game of the week. We've done the news. We've done what we've been playing. So I guess that brings us uh, to a close of the show here, unless you've got anything else to throw out there. Nah, mate. Let's <laughs> let's go and have a feed and do some Fortnite. Yeah, I agree. As Silver Wolf uh Silver Wolf said, fuck it, let's go play Fortnite. And I believe that was the exact phrasing. Like that that it sounds like you. That sounds like yes, you. Yes, yes. Fuck it. Let's go play Fortnite. <laughs> so, as always, guys, you can find me on Twitter uh, at RustyManPlays. And Silver Wolf here, you can find him on Twitter, again, at Silver Wolf. Uh, let me take a wild stab here. Uh, Silver Wolf 82. Yep. Yes, got it. Always forget the number at the end. That, that's that's my problem. Okay, guys. Uh, so, in that as that goes, we will catch you next week. So... Peace out. See you later, guys.